Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ImpactVest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. I'm Aisha Williams, the founder and CEO of ImpactVest. And along with our guest host, we aim to inspire and motivate towards collective positive global impact to solve our world's most pressing challenges in sustainability. With each episode, we will engage in insightful conversations with global change makers, visionaries, and sustainability activists who wish to build a more sustainable and resilient future. Join us now as we create the future of impact. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. I hope you've had a great summer holiday. Today, I'm speaking with Christian Tanase, the CEO of Connectome. He has a great background, a very interesting one, and I think we're going to have a really good conversation that's very inspiring and motivating today. So welcome, Christian, to our podcast. Hi, Aisha. How are you? I am doing great. So can you tell us a bit about your background and your vision for your company? Thanks very much for inviting me on the podcast. Uh, first of all, it's good to be here. Yeah, uh, what can I say? I, I, uh, I'm kind of a tech enthusiast. Uh, I'm an engineer at core. I spent most of my career in, uh, in technology at uh, different companies. I'm very passionate about intelligent homes sustainable homes. I do see a more sustainable future for us all where our homes will uh, help us be healthy, uh, help us thrive. Let's say our our homes will will help us with the help of technology experience what it could be in the future. And you are the author of many patents and you've worked quite a while in the smart city industry. Uh, What is it about the sustainable home industry that really draws you to innovate within it? I'm I'm worried about the world we live in, um, basically. Uh, I'm worried about the, the world my kids will live in. I always try to do my bit. To, uh, to change to the best and what else or where else that I said where else to start than at home I think we all should start doing our bit at home and with our home we can um, start improving uh, make small changes uh, more often uh, that would become uh, bigger changes that uh, would become impactful changes that with the help of technology hopefully, will uh, become meaningful and self-sustainable. And I think that's often when we think about our children's future and what world are they going to live in, that we start thinking about our home, we start thinking about the changes that we can make on an everyday basis. We start to think about how we can make our own homes sustainable for the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why you asked about our vision at Connect Home. And that's where we set let's say, our vision on three main points that we want to attack, let's say, with our homes. The points being happy, healthy, and thriving. They're very meaningful points, and they're, uh, you could say they're, uh, you know, kind of like three main important pillars in our lives. Everybody's striving to be happy, healthy, and to thrive from a monetary perspective or from uh, whatever the circumstances would be. And if our homes would be built or uh, rebuilt or uh, built around those three foundations, around those three pillars, I think we would be able to be much closer to achieving that. And by achieving that, then you have a huge impact in the rest of our lives, let's say, in the rest of our communities. 
And what are some ways do you think that we can build our homes around being more sustainable? We often speak about this is that nature gives us a really great blueprint uh, to be more sustainable, but most of us don't incorporate it within our homes. And it's really about this becoming more mainstream about having a sustainable home and having it mimic the sustainability that is found in nature every day. So how do you work in your company making sure that we can actually start to see more sustainable home building throughout the industry? Well, the trouble is that uh, most of our homes are already built. If we could tear them down and rebuild them, it would be one approach. Uh, but we'll need to, to kind of fix what we have and try to transform what we have. And to do that, we envision a more intelligent future where technology will help us uh, do that change and where uh, will help us bring true value in, in a personal way. If you have a home already and you think at composting or you think at recycling, is it really an impact that this may do on in your community or on your kids or on yourself? Or can you actually transform your home with the help of technology to help you save energy, to help you, uh, let's say, even eliminate uh, perhaps energy bills to save you live more comfortably and to uh, help you uh, live healthier. If you can do those things, then you become healthier, you become happier, and you become more thriving because, well, you're saving on a lot of things. And by all these three accumulations, then you become more sustainable. And then, yes, you can use your odd recycling bin if you make sure that that recycling goes in the right place. Or you can use what you call your uh, multi-use bags of vegan leather and, and so on. Uh, those are all small uh, things that uh, that you can do to output everything. But if you look at where the most impact can be done, it's really in energy. It's really in the carbon footprint that you leave around your life. Most of your carbon footprint comes from your energy, comes from your home, comes from heating that home or uh, entertaining your guests in that home or feeding your family, cooking in, in, in that home or even sleeping in the house. You use a lot of energy in there. What we're proposing is an intelligent way to manage all that and save on quite a lot, but also in the same time, not affecting comfort that you have already or you are used to already with the use of technology we can do that and even rather than affecting the comfort we can actually increase the comfort with uh, with the use of uh, existing technology yeah and i think it's interesting that you speak about the true value of technology because often when we hear about the integration of technology it's thought of as a sort of separate from sustainability. And often technology can enhance, and that's what we speak about also, is how can we actually enhance sustainability efforts through technology? 
and the integration of technology. And we've seen it through measuring and verifying impact, through impact KPIs. There's so much potential for the true integration of technology and sustainability to find the true value here that you were saying. What are some examples, if you could share with us, of how your company is really finding um, that true value of technology through sustainable home building and the effects that you've seen that really set yourselves apart from the market? I think us as users uh, and as uh, as consumers or as regular people, when we think of technology, we think at iPads and, and uh, smart speakers or all, all kind of gizmos or uh, computers and so on. And that's, I, I guess, is the, the mainstream of thinking of technology, I guess, is the sexy thing to kind of uh, look at. We look at more, let's say, unsexy technology, uh, or at, uh, a technology that brings true value. What does it mean? It means that it works in the background without interfering with your daily duties to enhance your daily life. It manages your energy in the background. It manages your water in the background. It manages your heating or your cooling. So those are unseen technologies. Now, in all of those fields, we came a long way from the 1990s or 1980s or even before that. Uh, Managing these things is nothing new right now. But the technology that it does this, it's quite new and it's quite powerful. So there are things uh, in a nutshell, there are things you don't see that are made out of technology that uh, you can implement in your home that can have a true impact, a true impact on the way you live at home, on your health, uh, and obviously true impact on your pockets, on uh, the way you pay your, pay your bills, the way you consume energy. That's also a great point, I think, to reduce our carbon footprint. We're really speaking about energy. And uh, here in Europe, um, we really see the increasing cost of energy. And this really affects our daily lives, right? And that's when we speak about sustainable homes. It's really we're speaking about a more sustainable lifestyle and all of the different stakeholders that uh, have to be involved in order to improve lives in terms of lower energy bills, lower emissions, and just a better quality of life, right? It's very simple. Let's say it's very easy to uh, to do some of these changes. Uh, however, we are, let's say, we're, we're guided by the community around us. Um, I'll give an example of what I mean. If you go to your local shop and uh, you do your shopping and they hand you a plastic bag for 10 cents or for nothing, you'll just grab that plastic bag because it's very handy and comfortable. You can make a constant decision to bring the bag with you, a multi-use bag, but it's just more comfortable and it's just handier to have that plastic bag. Now, if they wouldn't give you that plastic bag in the first place, then you'll probably not use it. Uh, And you'll be reminded all the time to bring your own bag because, well, uh, there are no bags at the shop. So in the same way with this analogy, we can look at our homes. If the systems we have installed in our homes are transformed in a way that they work in the background without us worrying about them, the energy that they use, or without us worrying of how do we have to manage them or maintain them to be a peak use and so on. If they work and they do their job in the background, we shouldn't need to do an extreme change in our life to be more sustainable. This is what we're trying to get done at Connectom. We're trying to get that technology working with past technologies, with like old boilers or with heat pumps or with uh, existing electric systems. 
uh, technology that once it's installed, you don't have to worry about. It does its job in the background and it saves you that energy or it saves you the water. But in the same time, make sure that you don't have to do great changes and you don't have to take shorter showers or you don't have to uh, stay in a, in a cold home because you're trying to save on energy bills. This type of technology exists. This type of technology uh, can be integrated. It's, uh, it's not expensive. It's just not something that is mainstream. It's not something that it's popular. It's not something that it's sexy. And uh, that's why we're trying to bring it to the mainstream and build some awareness about it and uh, bring down some barriers, let's say, that um, uh, that people may have or misconceptions about uh, some of these technologies. And what do you think are some of the areas that can be improved in the current industry? Or like you said, some of the ideas out here that people may have about having a sustainable home or integrating some of these ideas into their existing homes. How do you think that you can start to reframe how to build a sustainable home that is within the budget of families and can really start to build a sustainable home from those who probably don't have one currently, right? How can you pitch that to them in terms of of turning their home into a more sustainable home? Well, there are three, maybe four main barriers. Uh, and one, as you touched on, is the financial barrier. It's a barrier that, you know, access to finance or, or uh, what are the payback expectations or, you know, what are price signals or competing purchase decisions. There are awareness barriers. Uh, for us, mainly are, uh, what we see are awareness uh, barriers, advice, skills in uh, that uh, that people would be would be missing uh, information barriers and uh, knowledge, and then another barrier would be institutional, administrative. It could be some regulatory, some local planning issues. It could be um, structural. It could be uh, multi-stakeholder issues, like in in uh, multi-dwelling apartments uh, where everybody rents. So uh, those are the type of barriers. Or, what did I say? Financial, I said uh, um, institutional, administrative barriers and awareness. Uh, so we're working on all three of these funds or, or fronts of, uh, to, to try and, and bring awareness, uh, try to work with financial um, entities, with financiers to try and help people get over this barrier. And uh, we're trying to work with institutional and administrative bodies, private and public, to try and bring down these barriers as well of regulatory planning or multi-stakeholder issues. Uh, that's why we have an array of customers and uh, we would work from municipalities to local uh, local municipalities and local uh, councils. We would work with property investors, with builders, with architects, and all the way to the end customer. Then we would work with the end customer. So uh, it depends on the model that we approach. Uh, we would have, let's say, let's take uh, affordable living, for example. Um, there's projects we're involved in where the municipality has a budget to build 200, 300 apartments, let's say, for meant for affordable living. The, the challenge with affordable living apartments is that people that would go and live in these apartments, they can't afford to live there. Uh, the major assumption is that they can't afford to live in an apartment because they can't pay rent. But it's not necessarily true. Most of them, they can't afford the bills. 
they can't afford the electricity bill, they can't afford the heating bill, so the, they can't afford to run a place. So what our proposal to city councils is that building a sustainable home would benefit not only um, the city council and their carbon footprint, but will benefit also the person that will live in that apartment because the sustainable home will have close to zero or maybe zero energy usage. It would be self-sustainable. It would be very prompt early maintenance and uh, it would be very open and approachable for people that cannot afford to live in, in a regular environment to kind of bring their lives together. It will give that opportunity to people to bring their lives together and afford then something that they always dreamed of. So that's one of the approaches that we have and we bring awareness to local municipalities and councils, uh, but also property investors. Property investors uh, would look for opportunities to bring their investment uh, to fruition. Uh, and classically, property investors would invest in uh, in a building. Uh, it would build, they would build it, a builder will build it uh, after an architect will design it. And then they would sell that uh, that building or rent it out, and uh, and that's kind of it. From our perspective, what we use property uh, developers, we give them the option to uh, start with that and keep that end customer being, let's say, a paying customer uh, by offering a, an array of services of additional five services like. They can start from maintenance all the way to dog walking, if you will. Um, so th those um, those are interesting when uh, services in, in particular are interested in interesting to um, property developers because it's a reoccurring income or source of income that could prolong the life of an investment and uh, bring more fruition to a one-off uh, investment. But then uh, we don't stop there. We work with builders and architects. And we fight the awareness barrier with them to let them know about the technologies that we're using, about technologies that exist, about integration options, courses that they can send their engineers to learn more about it. But then we realize that, uh, hey, whoever builds these houses also needs help. So the builders will need help. Uh, where would they source these materials? Who will install these, material, these materials, these technologies? So we do a little bit of work there as well to help them source these materials, to help them install these materials, maintain these materials, uh, and get a warranty on these materials. Only at the end, we kind of also work with the end customers, the buyer of the house or the owner of the house who lives in that uh, property, and we provide them with materials, awareness materials about the technology in their home, uh, about the maintenance schedule, about uh, how their uh, their home uh, works. And on top of that, there are uh, services that they can avail, local services that they can avail of, uh, local technicians, local engineers, local electricians, local plumbers, that they can hand demands and so on, that they can take advantage of, plus other services that we're thinking now, sky's the limit really on that. So yeah, we're kind of working with everyone involved in a property development, in a residential development, uh, new or old. Our set of technologies, or dare I say, our platform, kind of integrates in old or new uh, environments, in refurbs or in uh, newly built homes. Those are always kind of the barriers that 
uh, that we try to bring down uh, those financial barriers or administrative barriers or awareness. What are some of the ideas on the horizon in the sustainable home industry that you're really looking forward to? I know as founders, we're always thinking ahead and we're always planning. What are some of those ideas that you're excited to implement and you're working on already? Well, um, there I say AI. You know, it's very important. What do we use AI for? Should we use it to make uh, pictures, I don't know, uh, make GIFs or Instagram posts or things like that? Or could we actually take AI and sandbox it, uh, close it in into our house, let's say? There's nowhere to escape there. There's no internet connection or anything. Uh, There's no uh, 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 Terminator in the end of all this uh, if if it's well trained. But can it learn about our home? Can it learn about what we do there? Can we learn? Can can it learn about the the hardware that we have in our home and how that hardware interacts with each other? So you know, I don't have to turn off the heating every time I open a window. Can that not happen automatically? Uh, you know, or if I if I sweat at night during my sleep, can my uh, air conditioning not turn on automatically and 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 cool me down or the other way around if i'm cold you know uh, so those are small things that could be improved with ai but uh, not even so far we're working right now on machine learning algorithms that uh, should learn from your needs that should learn uh, very easy and they're easily trainable. Think of it as a, as a very complicated uh, Excel macro. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, our machine learning algorithms today can detect if you're uncomfortable in bed, for example, and uh, it can turn on the air conditioner for you, not by monitoring you, but by monitoring the temperature in the room, by monitoring the atmosphere in the room, the pressure in the room, the humidity in the room, and then deciding, hey, you know, those factors all considered should not be very good for a human being. Uh, is there a human being in the room? Oh, there is. Okay, let's turn on the AC to make them more comfortable or turn it off. So those are very simple things that we can do that can impact greatly on the way you sleep. And the way you sleep, as we all know, impacts greatly on our overall health, on our overall stress levels. So all of a sudden, a simple machine learning algorithm that looks at the temperature and the values in your uh, bedroom has a huge impact on your overall health. And it's something that, you know, not a lot of people are aware of. And it's something that it already exists. Uh, it exists quite for some time, but it's not mainstream and it's not talked about. Uh, so that's what we're trying to bring. And uh, these simple things can do it. But there are more simple things like that. We can monitor the water and, uh, well, not we, but uh, our technology. And uh, in consequence, you as a homeowner, you can monitor the the water you use. If there are any floods or if there are any uh, leaks or if there are any any problems or or frozen pipes and so on, those can self self avoid let's say automatically avoid any of those uh, those problems there's quite a lot of sky's the limit i can go on and on here on on the things that that we can do but uh, the technology we have we we uh, we look at energy we look at water and we look at comfort and those three together uh, we believe that will impact on on your health will impact on your health to better your comfort and to better your your thriving spirit your uh, your fine yeah, and, and it's great that you spoke about the potential of AI. Um, it, it's in the news these days. There are kind of two camps here. One speaking about um, 
the threat of AI and one speaking about how we can integrate AI, like you were saying, to create a more intelligent future. Like you said, AI is here, right? Its ability to pick up information much, much faster than a human can and to build it into predictive models uh, can really transform many industries and uh, for the sustainable home industry. And the future is wide open, right, to be able to build models that, like you were saying, before can lower energy cost and really start to transform many people's lives where we're looking at a future in terms of energy that the costs are probably going to continue to increase and if we don't find solutions quickly beyond renewable energy that's 20 yeah. percent of the energy that is used globally right so still 80 percent of energy is coal and gas, right? And so it's so, so, so fine solutions. Uh, we're really looking at a future that's going to be very yeah. for many families. And not everyone or not everybody can, can afford or can physically install solar panels. Um, and uh, it's not an easy fix. And even if you are thinking of installing solar panels, uh, what are you going to install? What is your energy usage? You have to figure that one out first. So um, with a simple bit of technology, you can figure out your uh, your energy usage. Uh, you can uh, then start saving straight away without investing in solar panels. Once you know what you're using and when you're using it, what are your patterns to do that? It's very easy to then set up uh, automations to help you save. And right. uh, we've seen cases where we save 30, 40 percent of energy in in um, uh, of energy usage uh, inside the home. Uh, but we're talking here about, uh, you know, saving energy in uh, factories, in hospitals, in, in big energy uh, usage environments. So that's a very simple way to just straight away lower your carbon footprint and straight away save on bills by just saving energy. And as I said, technology today helps you save that energy by actually making everything better rather than cutting off and you having to work with the lights off, you know, or with no AC, or it's just fine tuning. It's fine tuning and fine tuning brings savings up to 30, 40%, which is amazing. So some, some people would, would invest a lot of money in, uh, in solar panels to have those 30, 40% savings in their electricity bill when not even of order of the investment in uh, in solar panels, you can have those savings straight away without changing much in uh, in your daily life and without changing much in your infrastructure. So that's again, it's awareness and, and bringing that. And as you said, you know, a lot is cold power. Most energy comes from our homes. It's over 30% of energy use in Europe in res is residential. So that's 30% of, of residential energy that can be saved. So imagine saving 30 or 40% out of that chunk just by simply doing uh, or installing a small little gizmo uh, in, uh, in, in your apartment or, or in your home. Uh, and that we believe it's impactful. And we're trying to bring awareness about it. Uh, it's a safe technology is not, uh, let's say, it's nothing new, actually. It's, it's been around for quite some time. But it's uh, sexier to buy solar panels rather than look at how can you save first. Uh, and we think that uh, it makes more sense to save first, figure out what you can do uh, with solar panels or maybe with a uh, geothermal pump or with a heat pump or with a better AC unit down the road. But first, uh, let's uh, start spending a lot of money on things that we 
probably might not need feeding in that way, you know, industries that uh, uh, could uh, could be perhaps uh, could have a lower impact perhaps on, on, on the carbon footprint that we have here in Europe. It is really the practicality of it, like you were saying, how how do we save every day on energy? How do we actually start to think about adaptation? Climate change is already here. And now we have to think about, well, how how do we adapt our homes and how do we start to save energy and how do we start to implement very practical solutions to our everyday lives? That's what I think that you're doing so well is thinking about the practicality of the everyday before kind of we start to think about very new models of renewable energy. We have to think about, well, well how does it look just on an everyday basis, like you said, for hospitals, for just our everyday services in our homes. And I think that's where the transformation of homes into sustainable homes, I think is is really what you're doing very well. And I think that really is the future here of sustainable homes is really the transformation. Like you were saying, the built environment is not built to be sustainable. So how do we get it there? Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's, it's great that this has been really wonderful speaking to you today, Christian, and it's really inspiring uh, your your vision for the built environment and for the sustainable home industry. And thank you for speaking with us today. No worries. It was a pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Impact Vest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. Join us next week for another episode and become part of our Impact Vest newsletter community, where you will receive all of the latest updates about our work in this new era of innovative impact finance. See you next week as we create the future of finance at Impact Vest.